soldier. Scrolls of Honor podcast. I am Josh Bolin. And I am Jeff Burns. And we are going to be bullshitting about the formative years of console gaming as we re- revisit the periodicals that covered it again. Uh, this is a game episode, and as the previous mag episode dictated, we are playing and talking Gunsmoke for the Nintendo Entertainment System. We emulated the game using the Nestopia emulator, just to disclose the authenticity factor of our experience here. Uh, and first up, what are we playing? What are you playing, Jab? I'm still playing Subnautica. Um, not super exciting on that front. Uh, I'm just taking my time and enjoying the game because I know once I put it down, I'll probably come back to it like once, but only partially. <laughs> like I won't dive into it like I did dive pun. Um, I won't dive into it like I did this first time. And uh, then it'll be over. So uh, I'm just taking my time with it and enjoying what is actually a really good and uh, like just a, just a, um, a unique idea for a game. E- even if like some of the execution isn't perfect, like I appreciate the hell out of this game because it's different and fun. Or let me have to look into it because I don't have. Uh, I mean, yeah, the first thing I would say is uh, Red Dead is my my. <clears throat> um, is my stand-in for that type of game right now, uh, as far as like the kind of like uh, you know I don't know even what to call it, just I guess a, a modern open world I guess maybe game. Uh, Red Dead is, is my stand-in for that right now, and to say the least, I am fucking over it. Uh, <laughs> the first thing I was going to say about it was I the only time in the last two weeks I turned it on one time. And I looked at the map for maybe, like, I, I turned it on. It takes forever to load, first of all. Mm-hmm. So once it finally loads, so the machine was on for probably five minutes, but 97% of that was just loading time. Right. And uh, once it got up, the first thing you have to do is you open the map. Is the only way to, like, get your bearings and figure out what to do next. And I opened the map, and I looked at it for a few seconds, maybe 10 seconds, realistic uh, estimation. And I was like, nah, fuck this. And right. <laughs> just, just turned it off. Yeah, I can see how that would happen, man. It it's too much sometimes. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, got nowhere in fucking Red Dead. Gunsmoke is a more enjoyable installment of the series, anyhow. So right. <laughs> luck, luck, luckily, I had that this week, uh, yeah. or, or this set of weeks. Uh, uh, other than that, still playing Trine on Switch, and it's a still an awesome fantasy puzzle game. Can't recommend it enough. Okay. Uh, and probably the most. Notable thing is my Mario progress this week, Jab. Are you ready for this? Jump drastically. Oh, man. Okay. You think you can handle the number I'm about to tell you on my moon count? I don't know. Adam's got 400 or something last count. I got 508. Fuck Holy shit. (laughs) Did you even think there were that many... Like, Uh, do they tell you how many stars are in it, or, like, what? No. Is there any barometer? Uh no, not metrics really. probably a better word. Yeah, I ended up, I did end up googling like how many there are after basically this climactic event that I had, which is I also beat Bowser. Oh. Uh, so like, I mean, first thing I would say is this game is a fucking masterpiece, man. The end sequence is so well done, and like I don't want to spoil it in the slightest bit because it's so fresh and so good. Uh, I was blown away at the, the end of it. Um. 
or that's the thing. Like, it's not even the end of it. That I mean, right. you beat Bowser, but there's it's there's a ton more to do after that. Uh-huh. Uh, and I I am navigating that now, and that's where the, you know you, there's there's a thing that happens after you beat Bowser that makes all these new moons available to you. Um, and that had a lot to do with the big jump that I had in the moons. Uh, and there's like a kind of a barometer of 500 okay. that you have to hit to do kind of like this next thing that I haven't even started yet. Um, oh, shit. So like not only have you gotten like a considerable jump in stars, but like now you have access to even more stars. Yeah. Yeah. A whole new, there's a whole new level. It's like, it's weird. Like the last level has like, more and more gets revealed of it as you do these things uh towards the end of the game it's, yeah it's just it's so good it's so fucking good okay. and there's and 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 one of the cool things about this new dis- newly discovered uh moon cachet i guess uh after you beat bowser is there's a plethora of fucking the the 2d side scrolling things that you find uh where you like go into a pipe and it becomes a 2d mario 1 iteration thing okay it's just they're just they they get so clever and so good and they just you know play with the mechanics and the physics of mario one it's just so fucking good what it really honestly what it really has me primed for is the mario maker when it comes out uh i believe next month i want to say it i was just thinking about that actually as you were saying like playing with the physics and stuff yeah and i mean it's it's i I am. I get. You know, it's the second one. I can't believe I didn't even know the first one. I, I guess I kind of, in the periphery of my life, I had noticed something about Mario Maker or something. You uh, were aware of it because you'd see like those insane like Mario gifs, right? Of him like jumping in one spot and there's like you know pure bedlam happening around him. <laughs> right, but right. It, people are managing. I was like, what the fuck? And yeah. then that's how I found out that it existed. I never played with it or anything. So right. But I will, I will be on that shit when it comes out. I think because yeah, it was just so much fun. These, those parts are so so fun. Like every time I see one about to, like I'll, you know, you come up a pipe and you'll see, you can tell when they're in front of you. You know, right? Uh, beast, like it, it's like it looks like the demo is happening of the stage. Sans Mario is happening on the rock face or whatever it is that you're about to go into. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the second I see one, I'm like my heart rate goes up. <laughs> that's crazy because it's honestly like you know that's kind of the point. Uh, you know, it, it seems like it's tapping into like you know original video game excitement and feelings and emotions. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, like, I wouldn't ever say I feel like that playing Subnautica, but it's a different kind of game. You know, it's not necessarily supposed to make me feel that way. Right. Yeah. No, Nintendo. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo 100% knows what they're doing with the nostalgia fucking. Box, ticking the nostalgia boxes, right, right. Uh, they know they have a a gold mine and and they exploit it uh, heavily. I think, uh, particularly with the main, you know, the, the main series like Mario and, and Zelda. Right, it's kind of the easiest thing in the world to make Mario fun. So, yep, yep, yep. yep. So yeah, man, fuck, it's just I can't. It's so good. I can't. This is remember. on Switch. Yep, Mario Odyssey on Switch, dude. I don't it's think so I've ever even held one. Oh god, it's so fucking good. Okay, how much was it? Uh, the Switch itself, I think they're like 300 bucks or three something, you know, three and some change or something like that. Um, well, I got I, a stack of computers that doesn't work, so I should probably buy one of those first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know, it's tough to say whether which is better or more beneficial to your life. I would say. <laughs> well, if uh, you want this podcast to happen, you should. <laughs> there is a right answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, word. Uh, well, the, but that's enough, Mario. It's fucking great. Play it if you haven't out there. Uh, but... Uh, the uh, one other dumb weird thing I did, uh, I mentioned the NES emulator on the Switch that that I, I got with the Amazon Prime thing. Uh, Star Tropics is on there, 
And that's a game that is like, I don't know, it's, I don't even know how to describe what my uh, understanding of its uh, reception or like the the way people feel about it. Like, I feel like it's a game that people who are into old games, like there's some, there's like a faction of people who are really, really into it, but most people never got it and didn't really think it was great. And it's like, cause it's like, it, it's kind of like this, uh, it's a almost Zelda two ish uh, or, or maybe some halfway between Zelda 2 and the first Zelda on uh, Super Nintendo, uh, but with like this American thing going on. It's just, it's really weird, really, really, really quirky game uh, that I remember trying when I was little, and I did just fucking didn't get it, didn't understand it, and it was a rental, and it's not the kind of game you can get into <laughs> on a rental right. basis. You know, time to fuck around with a rental. Yeah, it's it's way too involving. Um, and uh, but yeah, I fired it up, and I, I think I got further in it in like ten minutes than I ever had as as a child. And I kind of might be into it. I don't know. I saved the state, and I may be back to it. But well, because it's like an RPG, right? Like we were told by video by like sources that we trusted when we were young that we would like this game specifically. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, of our tastes. Yeah. Nintendo Power also did. I mean, they pushed it, dude. They did a whole. I think it whole... might have been Nintendo Power that we got it from. Like, you know, oh shit, we should definitely play this. Yeah. Well, it was a cover uh, story game. You know, it, it had its own cover. It was a big deal when it hit for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's so weird, and it's you know, it's not. I mean, I think we've talked about like a, a, our. Uh, Collective fixation on with RPGs is much more set in kind of like the medieval fantasy type RPG than right. it is newer sci-fi or weird outlier uh, narrative type stuff, you know. Right. Uh, so I think that maybe had something to do with it, but I think there is there's definitely something going on there, and, and I I'm curious to know more. So I'm hoping I get back to it. I want to try it again. Um, I never got out of that first like village area, which is crazy to say. Like I basically didn't get off the fucking start menu. Well, it's, but... it's up to dude. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that me too. I think. I mean, yeah, I, like I said, I got. I mean, I'm not far, but I definitely got further than I've ever been. I've seen shit I've right. never seen before. <laughs> you know, I definitely. I look at that game like you know, like a little boy and a little girl who have a crush on each other, and like they know they'd like each other, but like they just never made the connection. Finally. <laughs> yeah. And like I, I've always kept that game in the back of my mind. Like I know if I ever dive into that, it's like there's gonna be something there for me, and it's gonna be fucking great. Yeah. But I just never done it. Yeah. And I mean, I got stuck again, and there's like, yeah, there's like. And you're you're in combat at this point, and. Like, yeah, you go through well the the you go through uh, getting out of that village is your first combat instance, and you go through this cave. That's yeah, it's like a completely. That's how I I compare it to, or I say it compares to Zelda. I think that's the way I mean, and that you kind of you have um, a lot of it is this kind of overworld, top down, um, RPG overworld structured type thing where you're just walking around, talking to people, moving around, whatever. There's no actual battling to that. Um, and then you go into these cave systems, or I'm assuming they're all cave systems. Uh, that's the, how the first one is. And you go into it, and then it becomes, uh, it's very similar, much more similar to, uh, that Link to the Past format, where it's still top down, but it's kind of a little bit isometric to a degree, or not isometric, but kind of angled a little bit, and you have some depth to the, to your movement. Okay, and, I see what you're saying. 
got there's like a little bit of platforming to it, and then you have this yo-yo, and you're fucking whacking at enemies, and there's a lot of like go find a switch, open a door, jump back over to these things, avoid the enemies to get there, uh, kind of deal to get like kind of semi quasi puzzle solving situations that you got to go through. Is uh, it like uh, is the view once you get in the cave kind of like? I, this would be insane. I know it can't possibly be right, but is it like Diablo? Mm, Diablo is truly isometric right. uh, in, in that kind of, you know, it's at the angle, but this is not at the angle. It's just kind of the, the, the camera kind of goes from being completely top down to kind of uh, 45 degrees towards the player. So you have just a little bit of depth to okay. your movement so, uh, because of the jumping component of, of, of the. Um, oh, I, I, I just looked it up. I see it now. Yeah. Okay, I'm picking up what you're putting. It looks like uh, it's like a bigger Zelda one, right? Well, the, and that's uh, Link to the Link to the Past could not be a better if you the, the the first Super Nintendo Zelda could not be a better comparison because it's right. even even like the the to be honest with you the switches look exactly like the, like I, like I want to say mm-hmm. yeah that, I'm seeing the Link to the Past now yeah yeah I, like I want to say that. There's probably some, I haven't looked it up, I haven't done the research, but I would bet there are some personnel links between, uh, there's a pun for you, Jeb, links, uh, yeah, between nice. this and <laughs> yeah, this and uh, that, that Super Nintendo iteration of Zelda. I bet there's some personnel. Right. There because there, there's just so much visually that's comparable, I think. Right. Um, yeah, man, it's interesting. It's, you know, it's interesting. It's, I, I may... I, who knows whether we ever get to doing an actual RPG for a fucking for a game episode because it's right. that's an undertaking. But uh, it's kind of I feel like we should talk about it in uh, substantially at some point, maybe some sort of special episode or something. If we don't I got one it. that you're going to an RPG that you're going to play for sure. I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to pull rank on it. And so <laughs> yeah, yeah, when yeah. it comes up, we're playing it. <laughs> I do there. Yeah, uh, I there. I'm sure whichever one you're going to go that strongly about, we uh, won't have much of an argument about it. Uh, but it will be it'll be interesting how we how we manage that. We Anyhow, should. you allege that you haven't played it, but you have, and you will again. Hmm. Uh, so that's it for what I'm playing now. I did have one little thing that I think goes here because it's not part of fucking Gunsmoke, gun but I was fucking around on the NES sub on Reddit, and I randomly clocked a game mania, which uh, I don't even know what the fuck that is. It's some store, I guess. I never heard of it, but uh, a game mania ad scan from way back when, and it had. Post Going Rogue Tengen releases of Sega Master System titles on NES. They had hmm. Shinobi and Afterburner for NES really? on the black carts, uh, which I had never fucking seen or heard of. And to me, that is fucking wild. <laughs> that not only has Tengen gone rogue, but now they're selling fucking like banner SMS games on the NES. Like See, that is- this is why Nintendo did it. <laughs> like, I, yeah. you want to poo-poo Nintendo for things like this, but like this is what they were worried about. Right. Yeah. Is like competition from these upstarts on their platform that they never asked for. Yeah. Like selling shit that they're not making money off of. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, that I mean, you know, I don't know that that is to be argued whether you should make money off of every other you know someone else's work. Uh, the quality control thing I am totally on board with and agree with, but like it's like an I don't know because like we didn't you know we saw those. We, we know the game, the, the RBI baseballs, the gauntlet. Like, everyone knows those. We've talked about them already. Uh, the fact that they took, like, the, you know, these are basically the Marios 
and the, the Mario and the Zelda, for all intents and purposes, of the original Sega Master System, maybe you could say Outrun is, is you know, that's what they put it on that first issue of, of Sega Challenge. But, like, these, the Shinobi and Afterburner are, like, those are those are big games for the Sega. Yeah. Uh, that are, you know, those are, those, are, those are Sega arcade games, too. Those are, like, their proprietary banner titles. Uh, the idea of putting those on Nintendo uh, is a real, like, turn of the knife by tension <laughs> i agree that's nuts man uh, i thought that was fucking i saw it i saw the ad and i was like what like i had to like take a second and be like yeah am like, I, am I seeing sure. what i'm actually seeing? <laughs> like before i go on this podcast and start saying i saw a shinobi and <laughs> an nes cartridge right right yeah so i'll, I'll huh. drop that on the end of the show notes the the link to that uh, to that scan but i thought that was crazy fucking interesting and that's it for the opening bullshit uh let's get to gun smoke That was the Hicksville theme uh, bringing us into this next section. Um, this game, Gunsmoke for NES, uh, I never played it when I was younger. It was never... Um, it, we never borrowed it from any friend, or at least I didn't. I didn't borrow it from any friends. I never owned it. I never rented it. I didn't know anything about this game, actually. Really? Yeah. The, the, the most prominent memory I have is like and I, I i i can't i'm not sure where it was we were I like I'm, and i'm not sure whether you were involved or not i remember being at someone's house and they had it uh when i was you know obviously pretty young because i don't have any you know no context to this at all it's just like a you know one of those random images in your head <laughs> right that you've no uh, idea why but yeah right uh, but yeah, I like vividly remember in that very isolated imagery. I remember this game and thinking like being pretty taken back by it. Um, uh, yeah, have like a really strong impression. And I don't know if I ever played it again. Like I mean, I I have like I have memories of like instances and crazy Nintendo magazines and books and stuff I have that would talk about it because this is one of the you know early really early titles for the for the system mm -hmm. uh, so it was in a lot of those you know any sort of tips and tricks thing uh, those how to win Nintendo games books like I've you know I know that's in in, in those um, there's some other ones I remember getting from this classic book club that I know this game was in uh, so it was a game I saw a lot of but I don't think I played a ton of it um, so yeah, it's similarly very little, but like what little I did have was like a very, very strongly rooted good memory. <laughs> okay. And you can't remember whose house it was at that. I'm really curious about that. Yeah. I have no fucking idea. I, I, honestly, I, like, I, if I, you remember the street at all? I know that would basically tell no, you nothing, but... nothing outside of the house. Yeah. Like I just, all I remember is like the room that I was in playing it. Uh, and I would, yeah, I want to say, which I'm not sure exactly where this was either, but I want to say it was, it was like a Christmas time thing. When I got my Game Boy, which would have put me, you know, I don't know, this would have been like eight, maybe right. my eighth uh, year, eight Christmas, year seven or eight Christmas. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, dude, yeah, 89, I think it would have been. Um, so, yeah, long time fucking. I was pretty young and and uh, do not have a lot of context for it, but it was positive, And uh, I would say just generally I, I enjoyed the shit out of this play. <laughs> 
it was yeah there was something there um i i had a hard time uh getting a lot of time to play it but uh yeah there was something there for sure for sure for sure, for sure. cool well the overview of the game uh to get us rolling on what this fucker's about is the game is a gun smoke centers on a character named billy bob uh who is a bounty hunter after vicious criminals in the American Wild West that are terrorizing a frontier town by the name of Hicksville. Um, so you kind of like, uh, you roll, and it, it, like, it, you, the, we'll get into the game, but like, it, it does a good, because if, it, uh, reading about it, the, the arcade version, as most arcade games don't, uh, didn't do much in the way of story. Uh, so when they ported it to Nintendo, there was this conscious effort to, get a story in there and and to pay some attention to that and i think they do a pretty good job of setting this up uh in the opening credit sequence and stuff which is which is very cool uh and we'll get to that but uh the 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 point being that it had a story and it was a pretty good story and they did a pretty good job of executing it um as as maybe stock as that synopsis sounds (laughs) right (laughs) uh and what is so the format yeah get take us through the format yeah it's like a vertical um scrolling shooter um not unlike 1942 which i've recommended a few times and uh yeah and actually the uh designer yoshiki okamoto um was a designer on 1942 it turned out Mm. yeah so i think that might be like um and 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 this the this version uh that type of game is well done here uh it's it's a good scroller so yeah agreed agreed uh, cool. So it came out. Uh, the arcade version uh, was released in '85, and then the NES port uh, hit in February of '88 in North America. And is there any history? What uh, other than that, the, that overlap on on the designer? Is there anything? I guess we already um, t- we, we talked about the uh, a while back the the links it had, the spiritual links it has to Red Dead. Uh, I guess we talked about that in the opening too, so we've already hit on that. But that's interesting for sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's what was that? That's the. Uh, I, I couldn't quite remember this while I was writing all this down, but that this is considered the very first game in the Red Dead series, right? Yeah. The I think it's called Red Dead Revolver, maybe. Uh, it's to be like the sequel to this or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the spiritual successor is is what I believe it said on the wiki, um, and what the actual links um, that catalyzed that word being in wiki or the, the, that passage being in wiki i'm not sure uh-huh. uh but um yeah it is supposedly there are links between the two okay well the, as far as the history goes it's uh i i believe it's based off uh, this if i'm not mistaken uh it's based off the gunsmoke tv show uh which is one of the one of or the longest running drama series in tv history having over or I'm having... Did, you, did you see something that where it said it actually was based because that was the whole thing with the title that they put the period in there, so it could not be <laughs> right. I, I did not to. see that it was based, and and everything was kind of nebulous, so that might be why I had a hard time yeah. finding. Well, that, I mean, I'm sure that's why that you know it's a fucking it's that is that was a very popular TV show, and this certainly there's the, the, you know there's there's, there's uh, influence there. Yeah, there's there's thematic overlap for sure. Uh, right. At least with the Cowboys. I mean, I don't know. I doubt there's actually... I mean, they Gunsmoke, I think, was a fucking wagon train. So it was not really that he was in a town trying to clean things up, I don't think. But I'm not a Gunsmoke. I can't remember. Either way, I wrote down that it was probably... What we'll say, it's probably based off a TV show, which it definitely was. Um, <laughs> but one interesting thing I found, because uh, there wasn't a whole lot of interesting uh, history about the game. But one interesting thing I found, and this actually may not be related to the game, because it's about the show... 
but the show popularized the idiom get the hell out of dodge which is one of your micisms yeah it is it is a mic that's sure. allegedly where he definitely watched Gunsmoke for sure. So, Did he? And, yeah, anything. I told you, any westerns, dude. He was fucking. Well, that doesn't surprise me, but I never watched him do it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I never saw it. Uh, yeah, he definitely. All those fucking things. I remember just. Oh, there a lot of them on black and white, too. They were just so boring. I remember right. as a little kid being like, oh, my God, fucking, can we turn Rambo back on, please? But, yeah, that was about the only interesting I found in my Googling of this. Uh, so you can cross that one off the list, and you're welcome. <laughs> uh, okay, well, with the artwork, um, there was a little bit of interesting shit with the artwork, the, the cover art um, specifically. There were two versions of the cover art. Uh, one... The kind of, I guess, original one, and these are for the port I'm referring to here. The arcade cabinet had its own deal going on. But uh, they originally had one that was Billy Bob in a western town, uh, kind of a little bit of a cartoony look to it. Um, and in the background, there was, you know, the town storefronts, and one of the storefronts was clearly labeled Bar in the background, mm-hmm. uh, which as we've spoken about many times, Nintendo of America was very uptight about pretty much everything. <laughs> so they took issue with this and required it to be redone. Uh, and I don't know, I wasn't able to find whether there was, you know, it was actually released onto store shelves that way. And then it was, you know, recalled and had to be switched or that this was changed in the uh, pre-release timeline, but they had to redo it for sure. And, it, the the the, the uh, revision I think looks much better than the original anyhow, so I'm glad that's how it worked out. Okay. But in the revision, the you can still see some of the uh, town stuff in the background. Um, they actually moved. It's kind of weird. They took that out and they they had to change bar to and they turned it into saloon, which I guess I guess is more subdued. I don't. It's know, a I, little better. I yeah, guess. it means the same fucking thing, but. Um, for all intents and purposes, anyways. and But the revision, so it has all these different... Um, it kind of made it a little bit of a montage deal, whereas the original one was just kind of Billy Bob real large in the, in, in the art frame. And this is kind of like a little montage of stuff. You have a, a cool silhouette of, of a cowboy. You have a gunfight that is now in front of, like, the little town strip. So there's, you know, there's now there's guys killing themselves in the street in front of the saloon. But that's, that's fine. A, that's, and that's okay. But uh, <laughs> calling it a bar uh, with, with no violence like that happening is, 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 is a huge problem. Right. Uh, there's, like, a sheriff badge. Uh, it's just all, it's, it, it, it looks a lot more, it's a lot grittier looking. Like the, it looks, has a much more realistic look to it than the original one does, uh, which I'm a fan of always. So, um, that was interesting that they forced them to change it and it could be argued that it's more controversial, <laughs> but right. So, Nintendo is so fucking weird. They're just, yeah, like, they're so weird because they'll like change shit like that to like pass their own little purity test, but then they'll put in, like, suicide into a game. You're like, God, you are weird. Well, that was, that was saying that of the suicide, but... Okay, right, but... Anyway, <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's not... This isn't the first time we've had an issue with Nintendo doing weird things like this. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's the other... Yeah, well, we get to Maniac Mansion. That's a fun story. Uh, right. All the stuff they had to fuck with for that to get that onto the NES. Uh, and then, so with the manual, there was shit to talk about there, too. Uh, the first thing I got... <laughs> on page three... There's a list of safety precautions, which all you know that's in all these things for the mm-hmm. most part. These early instruction manuals, but uh, and actually modern ones come to think of it. But the 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 last bullet point on the safety precaution thing was says this is the whole thing. <laughs> P- 
pause for 10 to 20 minutes after two hours or more of continuous game playing. This will extend the performance of your game pack. Wow. What? <laughs> what? What? I've never seen that one before. Yeah, what the fuck do you mean? Like, what? How? I don't know. I mean, I guess overheating, sure, maybe. Maybe but they had some sort of special chip because there was a chip shortage. <laughs> that chip needed to be rested. I don't know, but that's yeah. fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, I'd never, I'd never heard of that. I thought that was pretty notable. Yeah, that's uh-huh. weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've I been playing the instruction manual, actually. I, I think I might make that my thing where I just don't read the instruction manual and then I struggle through these games and complain about <laughs> it. Which all of my solutions were in the manual. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't read it and I'm not going to going forward. So. Uh, well, yeah, dude, doing so, uh, putting in that level of preparation, uh, I had played, you know, I, I had played it, but I had no idea that you could hit both A and B together and shoot straight because oh, you I know, found that out immediately. Yeah, the way the, well, the way the mechanic is, you know, you hit B to shoot left, kind of at a 45 degree angle, A to shoot right. Uh, and if you hit them both, you shoot straight forward. And I definitely, which uh, is handy dandy. Yeah, for sure. You definitely. Yeah, I mean that's like my the it's it's just in general this game is very button jammy and exhausting on your forearms and and your Nintendo thumb conjuring for yeah. sure. Uh, but a uh, a lot of that franticness is because I was originally sweet trying to do these you know, sweeping loop things so I could get at the 45-degree angle <laughs> right? <laughs> to, to hit the guys. Uh, and, yeah, it would be much easier to, if I'd have known that. Um, now that you know, right? When you go through and play this game again, you'll do it correctly. Well, I, I mean, I did do it for this playthrough, but I'm saying when I was fucking around with it for the game or the oh, right, right. stuff, I, was, I did not know that. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I mean, just in general, it's, it, it's 20 pages that lays out the deal just fine, covers all the fucking stuff. The artwork is pretty lackluster. There's, it's not really very impressive visually. Uh, the back cover had some pretty serious posturing by Capcom uh, with a little passage that said, call, or rather called themselves the premier worldwide arcade, arcade game designer. That mm. says that right in the back. So they thought very highly of themselves just in case you guys forgot yeah in case you were not aware of that <laughs> we are the premiere <laughs> yeah uh so i'll of course slap the link uh to a very pretty pdf that i i found of that in the show notes and the last thing for this shit is the economic analysis and i had this a lot one's of- gonna be easy and it, it should be yeah i was kind of curious what i you bet you do. did not see this one coming i i, I thought cause it, it, it was very straightforward you had the money bags and it's just like very straightforward yeah it's dollars it. it's not very fucking yeah. confusing uh so that was boring to me so i did something what i what, that i view to be a little more interesting and that was analyzing what the economic outlook of Billy Bob's bounty hunting business venture is. Oh, okay. Based on... The viability of this is a long-term thing? Precisely, precisely. You know, through a large part of Billy Bob... uh, Or rather, though a large part of Billy Bob's incentive to undergo this venture is social welfare-driven, you know, he's there to help these people that are being uh, overran, ravaged, harassed by these these outlaws. He is still conducting a business. There is income. There are expenses. You have subsidies being provided by Hicksville at times. And Billy Bob is, of course, investing a substantial amount of sweat equity into the business in the form of his time and putting himself in harm's way. Right. So right. it's absolutely yeah. business for sure. And um it's so like the income. I got like I kind of just broke up like the income exp- and expenses, uh, and and see how that all balanced out at the end. And the income is pretty straightforward. You know, you have the outlaw bounties. Uh, each one of the bosses has a. It's stated right in the uh, pre-roll of the stage what their bounty is worth. Uh, Band of Bill is 10k. Cutter is 12. Devil Hawk 25k. Ninja 20. Fat Man Joe 20. Wingate's 30, which is 117k total in boss bounties. So that that 
uh, has a very finite ceiling. As far and as you've got a good year on this. That makes it easy to calculate the buying power. Yeah, I actually didn't bother with that. Uh, okay. I, I could have. I did not. We, we could do that for fun, but I, I did not uh, actually do that. Uh, I was just looking at it from, you know, at this time, whether or not it balanced out in a positive or negative way. Okay. Uh, so you have the 117K in total business bounties, and you also have the incremental income in the form of the money bags you picked up, uh, as we mentioned. And those are 200 a pop. And each grunt, each one of the grunt guys you kill is also worth at least 100 bucks. I think some of them might have been worth a little bit more. Um, and as far as how this cumulatively all shakes out, you know, of course, I was not tracking this I was, as I was playing. So we kind of have to work backwards after we get through expenses to find out how that panned out total income wise. But the expenses that you have to deal with, uh, you had to buy the wanted posters, uh, which I kind of equated to like contracts and legal work, I guess, you know, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, having those drawn up and getting notaries aren't cheap in the wild west. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm sure the, the one in this town had a monopoly on it, uh, and he could charge what he wanted. And uh, you. <laughs> yeah, which is very evident in the price tags for these things. Cause they're all twice what their bounty is. Each one right. of these posters costs twice what their bounty is, which is not a sustainable business model. <laughs> yeah, so far, this is off to a terrible start for Billy Bob. Right, so, so yeah, so, ban so, so Bandit Bill, Devil Hawk, uh, Ninja, uh, I had to buy, I guess, and I looked at it from very uh, specific to my situation, my playthrough, as opposed to just generally what these things might cost. Because you do, you can find the posters. I right? I've seen this, right. Right, and I, the thing is, I only found one, Cutters, the second stage. Uh, the rest of them, I did find some of the other ones, but it was after I'd bought them, so it's a sunk cost. Uh, so yeah, the only one I wasn't, I did the only one I found prior to buying it was Cutter, uh, which was 24k that I saved there. So I had it, I had legal expenses of 20k, 50k, 40k, 40k, 60k. So that's 70, 110, 150, two, 210 grand I had to spend on legal expenses. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, in this thing. So uh, I also bought some equipment. I bought the shotgun at one point. I bought the machine gun, the mag. They call the mag. I love that they write Magnum into Magnum. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, with the shotgun, 6K, machine guns, 10K, Magnum's 20K. So I spent another 36K in equipment. I also bought a horse at one point for 20K. Uh, and that brought my total expenses in at 266000 bucks. So. Uh, there's also, as far as the subsidies go, I said, there's a couple things that they, you know, the, I, I'm calling it the town provides them for you in that you find them. Uh, the one poster for 24 K that I saved. And then I also, I also got, I found the one horse or I found a horse too. Okay. So that was 44 K in subsidy I got. So my net profit at the end of the game, like the amount of money I had after I beat the wing gates was 72, uh, grand 72,620, which you actually made money on this. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, in the end, I did. Yeah, it make me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, there's just so much of that money laying around with the, the grunts and the money bags and shit. So All like, right. doing working the math backwards there, I basically I earned two hundred twenty one grand, two hundred twenty one six hundred twenty thousand dollars, just from the incremental money, the the money bags and the grunts. Mm -hmm. So those have no legal expenses associated with them. You know what I mean? So like right. I earned, I earned two hundred twenty one grand. That 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 mode of revenue had no real expenses to it, other than the equipment that you could apply to it. So and and if you factor in the Hicksville subsidies, like I said, the total amount that I ended the game with was one hundred sixteen thousand six hundred twenty bucks. So overall, it was a profitable bounty hunting venture for sure. Okay. Uh, but I think that 
some fundamental changes could be made to improve that profitability. And my growth strategy recommendation for Billy Bob would be, given those prohibitive legal startup costs involved in the business bounty revenue model, uh, or, or rather in the boss bounty revenue model, uh, basically just to walk around and frag the grunts and pretend you can't find the bosses would be the smart mm -hmm. business decision. Uh, and that's a great example of age-old ethics dilemma in business, or the age-old ethics dilemma in business, which is resisting the incentive to put shareholder returns ahead of social welf welfare impact of your business. I was going <laughs> to say, this sounds exactly like the problem with capitalism. <laughs> like, if your job is to clean up the streets, then you want the dirtiest streets possible. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and you're not, um, you, have, you have no interest. It's like the, uh, the drug company uh thing where the drug companies are not spending their r&d dollars in curing disease because that would eliminate the need for them to exist at all they're spending right. money in treating the disease uh are spending money to treat the disease uh right. so they remain relevant in the financial model of society otherwise uh, you're not gonna have a fucking job exactly billy bob's gonna have to go be like a bartender at the saloon <laughs> right. if he kills all these bosses for all this goddamn money so yeah you're probably right Exactly. Uh, so yeah, that's a fun little social social welfare lesson there. So, and if if I wanted to be a pain in the ass, I could say that you didn't factor in all the costs because you didn't calculate the ammo that he used. Well, you picked that up. You don't. I, I didn't buy. I did not buy ammo a single time. But were you using the the standard revolvers as your normal weapon, or were you using like the special weapons? Uh, you, well, the revolvers have unlimited. The the standard revolvers have unlimited ammo. All right, but there's no such thing as a free lunch, and those bullet and ammo costs money. It's not cheap. He probably he, never was. But he, but he, and, however, and, and however he's getting the it. Game, I know it's however we're right? talking about the game here. Yeah, that could be a government subsidy, actually. Uh, sure, we could say the government no, provided ammo for for his stock weaponry, and then yeah, you pick up, you find okay. the bullets, you're taking them off of. I assume uh, what that would equate. The best way to equate that would be to some sort of real world situation was you're taking them off the dead bodies of the grunts, basically. Yeah, for the uh, special weapons. Yeah, and then the, the the regular revolver ammo is government subsidized. Right. 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 Okay. That that's actually I never thought about it that way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was I, that was way funner I think than just bringing dollars forward, which we could do too. But that you know, right? But yeah, I mean, you guys can punch that in the calculator or something. Yeah, if, you, if you're that excited about it, please we'll link to the calculator. Yeah. yeah. In fact, we won't. Just Google one. That's not you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do some do some work. It's, it's yeah, healthy, yeah. healthy to solve your own problems. Uh, at the Imperial Scrolls yeah. of Honor podcast. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. Let's get into the playthrough. That is the The Boulders theme, uh, which the second stage, basically, uh, theme music, bringing us into the playthrough of Gunsmoke. And first thing uh, is the title screen, of course, as always. And as I mentioned or touched on already, it's got a really, really good opening cinematic that I liked a great deal. Mm -hmm. uh, it had cool music. There's like a, a lone cowboy walking into the empty town from a distance. He starts as just kind of like a speck on the horizon and walks towards our perspective. Uh, and there's like a bunch of like really subtle, 
uh, animations going on, even in kind of the environment as he's doing that. There's like the saloon doors are swinging, the clouds are kind of moving a little bit in front of the sun, uh, and that is just a really, you know, well done by NES standards cinematic, I thought. Uh, and again, this is like very early in the, in the timeline, too, of NES stuff. So some of those later, you know, the we mentioned the, I guess the one, the Sunsoft game had a pretty cool cinematic, even though the, the, the Zapper game was pretty shitty. And then we've talked about Batman being a later progression of that. Uh, there wasn't a lot of that, basically, at this time. So having a cool, spending the time on a, a story and a cool cinematic and, and actually executing it is worth talking about. And like you said, that was uh, like... I didn't see anything about that being in the uh, arcade version. That what was any of that in the arcade version? No, yeah, they, none. There was, yeah, the, no. There, were, I mean, completely I, made I, up just for Nintendo, right? Yeah, I haven't played the arcade version, but there were, there was, m- there's multiple mentions in the history shit that I looked up of this, right. saying that there was, yeah, the, there was a, a great deal of attention paid to the the story and, and all these, you know, the, the cinematics and the narrative in the game. Uh, none of that stuff was there. Uh, for right. the arcade version. So even if they had a pretty opening thing going on, they didn't have the story in there like it is here. Right. Uh, and they, they, you know, and one of the other things too that is often f- uh, a fault of of these games when they when they do spend time on a story is the text translation. And it isn't too clunky here. It's not perfect, uh, but it's far from a dumpster fire as it often is um, in these early games. You know. Right. Um, yeah, and just yeah, I actually didn't even notice any uh, translation issues, so it, it must have been subtle enough that I, it wouldn't affect me. There's a couple. There's that. There's one that uh, crush. I had a I had a crush on Reddit moment again. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> a <really> good one. <laughs> what did you get? Like uh, 40, 40 karma. Fuck you, Chad. Uh-huh. Hundreds, bro. Hundreds. Hundreds. Hundreds, right. hundreds of karma, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad for it. That's good. I'm happy. It was. It was very. Sad. Uh, what was now? What was the moment that crushed it? Uh, it's actually a moment in the end credit sequence, so let's hold off on talking about it. Oh, gotcha. Don't want to spoil anything. Don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, let's work through it one step at a time. Uh, yeah, so just in general, the story, you know, it, it isn't anything special, but it is uh, a lot more than a lot of games give you in 88. So, good job, Capcom. And then you hit start and play the fucking game. And you start in the town of Hicksville is the name of the first level. And the first thing you get, and this is a really cool function or, or, or uh, thing about this game, is the first thing you get before each stage starts is kind of this status screen showing you a wanted poster for the outlaw that this stage is geared towards capturing uh, or killing, I guess. And that is fucking cool. So you get like this really big basically full screen shot of your goal you know this is uh, why you're here right and and this first one is bandit bill is his name and it tells you that the it also gives you the bounty amount uh as we mentioned in the economics bullshit uh and in this case bandit bill is worth 10k to you if you can capture him or kill him and it also tells you what their right, their weapon of choice is, and his is rifle, uh, or a rifle rather. So that's that's very cool. And and uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, it, again, it does it, it it contributes to the story because it's it gives you this you know really big and the art on the artwork uh, the uh, on the uh, on them on the poster is 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 for the most part pretty good. So that's cool too that it, it gives you you know like 
gives some character to who you're after and it's not just some shitty little sprite <laughs> that you got. Right. They've got it's like a it's as westerny wanted poster as they could get it to look with their Nintendo graphics capabilities. Yep. Uh you know the the, the criminals have like grizzled, you know, criminal faces and yeah. you know you you know you're you're dealing with some some badasses here. Yeah, yeah, they look like bad guys and yeah, it it, it sets that up very well. And as far as what this first stage actually is, it's an old western town, Hicksville, uh, the one you see him walking into when you first uh, in, in the opening cinematic. And, you know, it's, it's basically a one main street kind of strip where you have saloons and general stores and shit on each side of you. And there's like, you know, it peppers in wells and fences here and there um, as kind of quasi obstacles, but... Basically, it's just a shooting gallery <laughs> uh, right. where you have enemies coming. A lot of them or most of them are coming uh, from the, the top frame. And there's a little bit of, you know, guys jumping off the roofs and stuff. And there's some snipers in the windows and shit like that. Uh, and every now and again, guys coming out of the alleys. Uh, but for the most part, it's just you walking into this constant onslaught of, of enemies and as we already uh, touched on with the the opening music cue, uh, the music here is very cool. Uh, I like it a lot. It's, um, you know, definitely sets it up as a like it it feels very westerny, and it just it does again just kind of getting you into the story world here. Uh, I thought that was a good choice for for music to do that and achieve that on that right here at the the outset. You know, right? Did you notice uh, during maybe you did, maybe you didn't? It's it's something you can miss um, during the first stage. And I actually don't remember it happening anywhere else. But during the first stage, there's those fences that you can shoot over. Like you can stand behind them, but also shoot over them. I did not notice that. That is fucking cool. Yes. Yeah. That is very cool. Like you could actually take some cover. And if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, that the enemy bullets would be stopped by it, implying that they were shooting a little lower and that right. you were taking the cover and, you know, firing from a safe position. Oh, that is very fucking cool. Yeah, I did not notice that. Like That's it awesome. It doesn't fit with like this game's better if you just keep moving. Like your your chance of survival, just keep moving, keep shooting. Yeah. Don't take cover. But you know, like the fact that it's there for you is very cool. Yeah. It's the, I mean, they didn't have to do that, and they did it. So. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I did not notice that. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, that in before we got off the first level. Sorry. For sure. Yeah. No. Uh. The. Yeah. Just the, the general. I wrote a general note down. Uh. And I also kind of mentioned this already, but the game is very button jammy. Uh, it is fucking exhausting at times. <laughs> it actually, yeah, and, and that double button push for the straight shot is not easy. So that actually like adds to like your fatigue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, and, and it sounds pathetic to talk about fatigue playing a video game, but it is that intense. Of... But go do it. Like, yeah. uh, there's younger people listening to this, and they're thinking these fucking pussies. No, do it. It's not easy. <laughs> Yeah, it is next level shit. Uh, yeah, because I mean, you have to be basically, uh, you know, unless you're using that cover and using it effectively, you are moving constantly. Right. So you are constantly swooping around with your uh, with with the D pad, and you are constantly firing one way or the other uh, with uh, the your your right hand. So if you're uh, not, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, you're doing it wrong, and you're probably gonna fucking die. Uh, so yeah, I. I Without a doubt, wish I had an NES advantage to, to so I could crank the fucking turbo up on, on this game. Little uh, plug for the NES advantage there. Yeah, it would have been really nice to have that uh, in this case because, and I guess I could have turned turbo on. But I, I was gonna say you could set your inputs up so that it has turbo. Yeah, I didn't do that though. Yeah, you wanted to be authentic. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I kind of I, I don't know why I didn't do that. 
<laughs> Gotta draw the line somewhere. I mean, we're already emulating and save stating, you know. Yeah. I need to set up a fucking uh, special turbo controller. Yeah, I did, dude. I, I mean, I guess later on, the last couple stages, I did save state a couple times in mid stage, but I you don't need to, though. Yeah, I didn't do a lot of it in this game by any length. It was definitely not, you know, I never felt it does get very hard, but I never felt like I was being shafted <laughs> by the, right. the, the gameplay uh, where I needed to do that a ton. Yeah, the difficulty uh, is very believable. Yes, for sure, and it it is it is also very steady. You know, um, I felt it, it, like it got progressively harder in 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 a, in a reasonable at a reasonable trajectory, right? Which was is good game design and worth worth mentioning. Yep. Uh, and you get there, you know, just kind of some of the things you encounter here in this first stage uh, is kind of you know setting up the way this thing works. Uh, you you do you can get you can find it's the only place I did find one, but you you can find horses apparently, uh, and you find one in the latter part of the stages cycle, and that's actually I guess maybe we should say that too. The speaking of cycles, uh, that's the way this game works. Like you you it like you you start. And it kind of methodically and continuously scrolls vertically on its own, on, you know, um, independent of your personal movement. Uh, and if you don't find, you either have, like, basically you ha it will just go <laughs> uh, until you find or buy the wanted poster of the boss. And then once you have that poster, it will complete, the, you know, it has like a full cycle of the stage before you would... Uh, restart it if you don't have the poster and then once you get the poster it finishes that full cycle uh, of scrolling and then the boss is there uh, but if you don't have that poster it will just keep going past where that boss would be and until restart. you do yep uh, which is I don't I'm not sure I've ever played a game other than this like that exactly you know I, nothing I don't, comes to mind yeah I can't think of anything but it's actually not a terrible like level design no yeah, like I said, I, I never... Like, you would think it would get annoying, but if, like, the point of... The, if they made this game because they're like, you know, the style of game that we create is fun, then they're making you go through those motions, you know, enough to have said... Like, you can say you've played the game, you know, like, they, they, the designers, have, like, set out what they do for you. You run through that, then you hit the boss, and you go to the next level. Like, you get everything out of the experience that they wanted you to get, I guess right. is what I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it was, it, I didn't ever have a problem with it at all. It, was, it, would, it is, but it is unique for sure. Uh, and just as far as like what the, getting back to the horse, um, uh, it kind of it's like body armor is really what it amounts to. It like it gives you it, it takes away the one hit death shit, which that is present in this game. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, it's uh, you are able. You don't die constantly. Uh, it is. It is. It, it, even despite it is one hit death, usually it is still you are able to navigate it in a way where that does not become uh, overwhelming or overbearing. You know, uh, right. even, uh, usually we criticize that pretty hard, but it's super nice when you have a horse because yeah, it takes that away. And like I don't know how many times you can get hit with the horse, but it's it's not just one or two. It's it's a, it's a number. And then I think it was get, three. Okay. Yeah. And then once you. Once it, it it hits whatever it, it hits when it gets to whatever the one away from its last its its hit capacity, uh, it starts flashing so you know you're on your last leg with the horse, and it's kind of a, when it does die, dude. Uh, 
it dies. It doesn't. It dies. Yeah. Yeah. You get like this dead horse avatar uh, when it gets fragged, and it's kind of a bummer, man. Like, pretty sad. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. uh, They probably could have went with just some flashing. Your character dismounts while it rides off or something. Yeah, Uh, horse runs away scared. But here's Nintendo again. You know, don't go to the bar, but kill horses. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It just dies and falls over on its side. It lays there, and you. Yeah, in the in the little scrolling. (laughs) yeah you just walk away the visual for it is like this like sad little curled up horse and it (laughs) honestly it bumped like there was a time where i was playing the game and uh i encountered a horse i i found several of them i'm surprised i only found one um i am pretty exhausted about shooting everything too because i know the wand posters are out there but yeah i only found the one um but i stayed away from him i was like i'm not going to involve these horses in my fucking thing like uh, this is on me i didn't want to involve the horses so <laughs> I, I left him out of it word um well, that was very admirable of you and yeah. uh, <laughs> so uh the enemies i guess get into the enemies so they're all it's pretty straightforward i mean it, the, the instruction book it does list them all uh but there's really only a, a handful of different types of like mechanics as far as the way they function. Uh, and uh, this level in particular, there's basically, um, you know, there's, there's, I guess, four guys. There's, there's these punks is what they're called in the instruction booklet. Dynamin, they're called, and that's the dudes who throw the little dynamite sticks at you okay. the, the, with the red vests or whatever. Wait and then, Okay, go on, sorry. Yeah, and then there's the snipers in the windows, and then there's the stabbers, which are the dudes that run off the roof and kind of hop horizontally across the screen right uh, um at least that's my those are my guesses of what their, the names are for the, the guys you play or encounter in this level uh, i guess i'm not entirely sure it doesn't doesn't picture them with any certainty in the book for you to be sure about that but right logical de- deduction suggests uh so yeah it's it, they're all pretty straightforward but it does uh, they the screen fills up uh you have to get good at I mean, yeah it's 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 interesting how like the screen fills up and you do have to like develop tactics evasion tactics uh you can't just barrel into it i guess is what i'm getting at here you know you do have to know what you're shooting at yeah yeah because you're... that will dictate how long like certain like the punks only take one hit whereas <laughs> like the dynamen which i got something to say about them in a second they they take like three hits or something yeah, they take a little bit more. The stabbers too. The guys that hop horizontally take, I'd say, even more than that. They they're pretty hard to kill. In Are most those cases, the blue guys? Yeah, I would just usually let them go off the screen. You know? Yeah, they'll fuck off on their own time. Yeah. Well, uh, they well, so those ones could you shoot them when they were hopping? Yeah, yeah, you can. You you can definitely kill them for sure. What I mean is like when they were not like technically quote unquote on the ground. Like where your yeah. bullets hit them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. It definitely. Because I know in the first level, like. So we talked about the fence that you can stand behind and will protect you. And then there's these jumping guys. See, I wasn't sure if it would hit them in the air. I never stopped to look. But then also, the the first boss, if I'm jumping ahead here, I'm sorry. Uh, what is it, Bandit Bill? He'll lay down on the ground and you'll shoot over him. Yeah, I so get there, it. There is some like yeah, I wasn't sure if it was if if they stayed some, consistent with that. Some vertical, some vertical physics in the game. Right. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say as you know, because uh, and I don't I don't program an assembly for Nintendo or anything, but I wish I did, but I don't. Uh, I was gonna say like that's probably pretty easy to do with the fences, 
because it's just there's something there and then like whether or not there's a hit detection on your bullets and their bullets is probably a very easy setting i was going to say with the guys jumping like there's just no way in my mind that the nintendo could account account for you know when they're on the ground and when they're not but maybe not i mean because yeah you're as you're right with the with bandit bill he lays down on his fucking belly and you can you have to wait till he stands up so maybe that is a very easy binary fucking thing for them to do programming wise i don't know right not sure you know, I mean, I, I did not troubleshoot the shit out of the guys that run across the screen, so maybe they don't. Right. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be really fucking cool <laughs> and really impressive. Um, although in that case, well, I don't know because with Bandit Bill, you could all why wouldn't you know you'd be able to just shoot down towards the ground when he's laying down if you want to get into whether or not he could shoot up in the air with the guys running across the screen, you know? Right. Um, and I guess it's not that important, but I was yeah, I was curious. It is. I mean, yeah, it's level. It's you know any any way they it's they are able to add depth to these games uh you know the fact that they even take the initiative to do so is is worth talking about because so many games did not bother (laughs) right like those things we were just talking about like they could have left those out and we i wouldn't have complained about it one bit yeah never i would have been like one of the bosses should have been able to lay down yeah like no i wouldn't cross my mind right Uh, yeah the fence thing is is like wildly over the you know just a little nuance thing spending the time on that is really cool right (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I did, uh, in my playthrough anyways, I did find the wa- the wand poster. It's on the Porsche right after buying it. Like they, they, There's so many times when it felt like that, where the wanted poster, you basically have to know where it is. Because you go through the whole stage, you find the, t- the guy, like each stage has like a, a woman kind of shopkeeper. And then mm-hmm. a, and a, and a guy shopkeeper, and um, I think usually it's the guy that has the wanted poster. I think that might change later on. I'm not sure, but in this case, it is the guy. And right after getting to him, you find the wanted poster. It's twenty grand. You can buy it, or am I? You know, I know that I have to go through this whole stage again if I don't buy it. <laughs> so so uh, I don't save wanna, the money now. Just, yeah, I don't. I don't want to do that though. I want to. I want to fucking. I want to get to the boss. So I spent the twenty grand, and then right after that is when I found oh. the poster. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> yeah, and I feel like that had that was a lot. There are a lot of instances of that, but like it's not like you know you're going to find it or anything. Uh, it the they're they're, they're hidden things like the they're not even. It's not like they're in barrels, you know, right. uh, they, like you see and like, oh, I just got to go shoot that barrel and then I'll get the wanted poster like at some point in the stage. That's not how it is. You got to like shoot empty spaces on the the layout uh, and it's, it's, you know, eight times or some shit like that. And then the wanted poster will appear out of nowhere. But like you have a whole screen and, I, and you're running around avoiding enemies. You can't shoot everything. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have you don't have time for this shit. Like... Right. So it, it, it's, uh, you know. It, it, there's definitely a lot of incentive to just go fuck it and buy it, uh, for sure. You know, and you get enough money. Like, yeah, there was times where like I did show up to the vendor with the uh, poster, and I was like six hundred short. You yeah, know? and that's a pain in the ass. But like, you know, you just should manage your money a little better, and yep, you can buy it easily. Yeah, because yeah, you do, and then like that's the thing too. I guess worth mentioning the. Because when you die, I think you lose your, some of your equipment. I couldn't really tell exactly how that worked. Like, I, when I did die, I felt like I still had my machine gun after doing that the one time. I don't know. Uh, but you definitely lose some shit. So you can, die, you can buy things. Uh, you know, the horses are 20 grand if you like horses enough to spend money on those. Uh, the, the advanced guns cost money. 
there's the smart bomb that I never even bought. I don't even know what it does exactly. I guess it's that basically was... just a, a pow. Okay, so it just yeah. kills everything on the screen. So I mean, those yeah. are I think those are like six or eight grand. I think a pop themselves. So you can, uh, I guess you know you buy those and you save those for emergencies. Maybe was was the best application of them. But there is ways to spend all your money on shit that is expendable and leave you without the necessary money to buy a wand poster. Certainly exists, but if you're at all conservative, uh, in most cases you have enough dough. Yeah. And I actually found the, uh, and I hope I'm not jumping ahead here or anything, but I, I actually found the, uh, uh, at least for like the general uh, enemies that you encounter, just the punks, like I found the revolvers to be the best weapon. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I bought those because uh, everything guns. else you had to manage your ammo. And yeah. The, the government subsidized ammo for the revolvers was, <laughs> yeah. of course, free. So yeah. Right. And yeah, and there wasn't a huge. I didn't feel. A huge, you know, like the punks in particular, like it's one thing either way. So like what's, you're not, what, you know, there's no incentive to use your A magnum, for instance. Yeah, yeah, there are, I mean, there are enemies that take more shots and I I guess there's incentive to do it there. But yeah, I mean, for the, uh, I would say after the first level or two, the only time I broke out advanced weaponry was for bosses. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of how I ended up approaching it. Um, And maybe that was too conservative if I, and, uh, and I, and I, you know, I had, 72 grand when I finished the game, like I said, so I could have spent more money on weapons and ammo and fucking maybe it would have been a little easier, but I never felt the need to do that. He needed to pocket some money, man, because he's got a lot of, there's a lot of startup costs involved. <laughs> a lot of, lot of expenses, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so any money um, he can pocket, he really should. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so at the end of that first level, you have you get the bandit bill, as the fucking wanted poster told you was going to happen, and he's pretty cake. He he, you know, he comes on the screen, he fires his rifle at you, and then he goes down onto his belly, like we talked about, and he stays there for maybe 15 seconds or so, kind of moves around a little bit, shoots at you, and then this is kind of the way they all work, really, as as far as like they have their own little mechanic, the boss themselves, and then they have a whole bunch of fucking enemies that just pour onto the screen that you have to deal with while you're trying to kill him and those are kind of unlimited uh, uh while you're it's like the yeah you, the, the scrolling stops the freeze the screen freezes and you're on this locked layout for the boss fight uh and they just come at you from all angles basically while you're fighting him um so yeah so i it was like i think i had like four cycles of his fucking because you can only hit him once when he comes up and then he goes back to his on his belly uh right. in this case so like basically four cycles of that and he's dead uh pretty fucking easy uh, and that is level one, and you go level level two is called the boulders, and uh, the wanted poster shit for this is uh, <laughs> it's really ugly motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he's not a handsome guy. Yeah, uh, Cutter Boomerang, uh, who is weapon is logically a boomerang, and his, the price on his head his head is twelve k, um, and then you get into so the, like the actual level. Uh, is yeah, kind of this mountainy deal um, that sensibly would be called the boulders. And uh, I had made enough money in that first stage where I felt I had a surplus. And this is when I first bought a bunch of fucking advanced weaponry. I got the machine gun and magnum when I first saw the dude. Um, And then I did find the wanted poster uh, on the left-hand side between the dude and the woman shopkeep. So because I found it before I even got to the uh, a wanted poster sales uh, saleswoman, so they do alternate. Uh, I didn't have to buy it this time, which was nice. That made me very happy. That uh, uh, leaves you more money for your advanced weaponry. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's just, it's also just a very satisfying thing when you, you know, knowing that's like your your biggest expenditure uh, when that wanted poster sprite pops up <laughs> on the screen. You're like, oh, yes. Like, <laughs> oh, you should have you done that in the economic analysis. You should have calculated how much you could have feasibly made. Well, ju- I mean, that'd be easy. You probably already did, actually. Yeah, just by... It's just those. adding them up. Yeah. You could kill as many enemies as you wanted, as you also touched on. Right. Never mind. Good job on that. You did a good job. <laughs> yeah, 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 All right. Yeah, yeah, Not bad. I, I like that one. Covered the bases. Uh, yeah, so the fucking... The enemies in this level are pretty much the same. Uh, they, they, they added one... Um, that uh, I guessed were the riflemen, you know, that are basically, they're kind of, they're a little bit just bandit billies. They're just, they're, or bandit bill-esque guys and that they have a rifle and they come on and shoot you kind of with the shotgun deal, kind of in a straightforward manner. Um, so yeah, this, with finding the poster, you know, made this level a lot fucking easier. I only had to go through it, not even just the one time, basically. Uh, even that first stage, I think I had to loop once, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because I think you don't quite understand the game at that point. It, it becomes apparent very quickly, right? What you're doing, right, right, right. So yeah, I mean, I pretty much just coasted through this and got right to Cutter, and he was kind of fucking tough, man. What how, what was your experience with with him? Smoked him first try, no problem. <laughs> I think I was using. I think I also might have started dabbling with advanced weaponry at on the second level, and I think I might have had the machine gun and. I might have just been in a fortuitous position and just lit him up as soon as he showed up. He didn't stand a chance. Nice, nice. I had no problem with him. I thought he was a little bit tough because he throws out he, he does uh like he throws out these two boomerangs and you gotta like nail his ass just as he's thrown him to do the damage. Like you, like I don't think you can hit him at all times. That uh, might be possible. I th- I think I just stayed on him with the machine gun and like he only got the throw. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I but just, also the machine, the 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 boomerang paths aren't super predictable. Right. Exactly. So that like I mean, they that, are a little tricky. So that yeah, that was the thing. Like because I had to wait for him to throw those fuckers, and they just kind of stay out and fucking fly around, and then you're avoiding them and the assholes that are that are fucking swamping you, the punks and the riflemen. I think maybe maybe the dynamite might have been here too. Um. So yeah, I died a couple times getting through this actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, but I did get my 12k eventually. And uh, this is actually, I noticed the, I'll draw, we'll drop it in here, but the, I noticed the victory ditty music is pretty, pretty cool. Uh, like when you kill, so you, you, when you kill the, the bosses, it goes back to the wanted poster screen and you get this, uh, like a pretty cool bullet hole animation on the poster. So like the poster's being shot a, a, a few times. Uh, and, each, and each boss actually had a different bullet hole animation. Like the bullet holes that go into it are different for each boss. Right. Uh, which I thought was cool as well. Yeah, because they could have just plugged in the same animation. and Exactly. Right. Um, so, yeah, they spent a little time on that, and that was fun. So, that was 33% of the game. Uh, and then you move into Comanche Village. Uh, so, now... So now we get the to-be-expected vilification of some Native Americans. Right. (laughs) We're going to get out of a Western without some racism. Right, right. Uh, I suppose it's nice that they didn't just start with this. (laughs) Right. Like, here's what we're doing. You know the drill. Yeah. Go kill those Indians. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, your, your boss here is Devil Hawk. 
and he looks very much like the kind of dude who would hold down a chief position in a Native American tribe. Uh, and his weapon is the fireball, and his bounty is 25k, which is a pretty big jump. It's more than in fact, I think it's the highest one in the game, isn't it? Uh, no, 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 no. You get uh, the wing gates, I believe, are 30k. Oh, well, the wing gates, yeah. Uh, yeah, but he, but he's the highest of the non-Wingates, and the Wingates, you know, the the big bad guys of the series or of this game are only five thousand above uh, Devil Hawk. Yes, for sure. I so. think that. Do you, do you think that was like uh, like a racism kind of deal going on there? Like probably, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah the Indians—they're just worth more, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, like I said, like, it's, uh, the fact that there's not. I mean, it is kind of. I think they're a little. It's bit weird because you drop down after this one. Yeah, it is. I agree that it's weird that it drops too. Yeah, and not that it matters. Like, of course, it doesn't matter at all. But like, just like part of like maybe storytelling or like you know in a video game like this, like a progression. The, yeah, the stakes get higher. It progresses, and you get rewarded more for that. And this game didn't follow that. Again, it doesn't matter. But like, that was weird. Yep, I agree. I agree. And what you could say if you want to really push the racism idea the next boss is a ninja mm. 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 <laughs> and he's only worth 20 yeah he's only worth 20 not as big of a bad guy not as not as evil right yeah, the that's ninja weird. is not as evil as the the native as, american right huh so Comanche Village, you uh, yeah, the, blast the, the your way through a bunch of Indians. Yeah, the, the the well, the level looks a lot like the Metal Gear Jungle. I thought uh, that yeah, a little that, bit. I can see that, that popped into my head. Uh, and you know, there's you know TPs, of course. So those weren't in Metal Gear, but uh, just as far as like the way the jungle, the 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 wooded part of it looks, it, it was very reminiscent. And and even the the path, the pathway uh, in this game, the path sprites or the path background. Um, uh, graphics look a lot like the jungle shit in Metal Gear 2. The, yeah, the I can see that. Graphics. I saw some Metal Gear in that. Yep, yep. And at first, I thought the enemies were kind of all the same, just Native American versions. <laughs> uh, but I did uh, eventually notice the blue arrow guys and the red dudes of the tomahawks are definitely a step up, actually, and kind right. of just their, uh, the way they behave and how intense they are. Um, and this is a, something that happened to me here. I, I because, you know, like when I first was reading the instruction manual, uh, it takes you through all the, the the pickups that you can get in the game. There's those cow skulls, right? And the, the cow skulls drop, like, because you can pick up, and I guess we should have touched on this already, but you can pick up, you you have like a little, your character has like levels to a degree uh, of both your, you pick up these boots and they increase your foot speed and you pick up these little rifles and they increase your shoot rate or shot rate or something maybe your distance to initially you have like a your, your bullets only go so far on the screen and then you can get when you go up a level they go further uh so yeah there, you have these levels to those two um aspects of your character and i think each one has three and you can when you pick up these cows and it, it it lops off a level from both of those your speed and your your rifle oh shit see i didn't know what those did and here's the crazy thing i was always picking them up <laughs> Well, even though they clearly should not be touched, <laughs> like the, the sprites make it's not confusing. Like you would hesitate before doing it, but not uh, me. Right. Well, that's the thing is with because the way the game works and you're like, because the easiest way to 
get the pit to deal with the barrels that have the because you have to shoot the barrels more than once so like to to open them up and then get the, the contents and that's where so many of the pickups are mm-hmm. the easiest way to deal with that is to run right up to them right against them and right. then hit the button as fast as you fucking can to blow them up and then you you know immediately you're picking up what's inside them right the problem with that obviously is if it's a cowhead in there you don't have time to react <laughs> so I kept fucking picking them up and every time I was like motherfucker <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but you noticed the difference see I wasn't even noticing like it was well, the, so... only reason, the only reason I noticed is because I read the instruction manual okay. <laughs> I should read the instruction manual yeah um That's yeah right. but I, I didn't even notice and I just like you know the screen was just so crazy that like did my shooting slow down? Did my foot speed slow down? It's possible, but like it was too much. Because this is the first at this point was the first time I had difficult, like any sort of difficulty with the game. Really? Like there was a lot of uh, there's a lot of enemies on the screen, and that makes it so that you can't miss in Comanche Village, really. But at the same time, I don't know for whatever reason, I I had a harder time here. I still managed it fine. Well, just, but... just because there's so many guys you can't miss doesn't insinuate there would be any level of decreased difficulty. It helps. I mean, you're taking people out basically at all times. But um... but if there's so many where that's the case, then you clearly have way too many enemies going on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is my first difficulty. But um... oh, we we forgot to mention, or did you mention that? Uh... They will like the enemies will peek out of window like um things like windows yeah. in I the town. I mentioned the snipers in Hicksville. Yeah, and, oh, I mean, yeah. Shit. Every every level has kind of a um, in the building enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this case, you have the TP snipers, right. and yeah. you can shoot them out of it, which I actually appreciated because I when I first encountered that, I thought that I would shoot where they were and it wouldn't have an effect. Yeah, no, you can stop them. For sure, yeah, you can definitely kill them. Right. Um, so yeah, that, those are present here too. Like that's kind of why what I meant when I said like I felt like they were just like Native American iterations of every uh, of the of the already revealed enemies, you know, right. uh, because they are just yes. Now there's one in a TP instead of <laughs> right. In fact, uh, I looked up this website here, uh, nesmaps.com, and I was looking over some of the. Uh, enemies and they actually have all the, the money listed next to each of them how much you make for shooting them oh really so yeah did they, did you change sorry did they, they they do have different amounts it's not just 100 bucks a pop yeah like the stabber the blue jumpy guy is 400 punk yeah. dynamite sniper are all 100 yeah etc uh but yeah like i mean they even have like uh punk indian yep Hunt. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. They, all, they, well, they have all the different types of enemies listed. Like I said, there's no artwork to help you sort what the fuck they are uh, compared to what you see sprite-wise in the game. Uh, but they do have a list up of them all uh, with like a little half-assed description. So that list okay. is the instruction manual. But that's cool that they have the, the dollar. Yeah, this one has the, the sprites, too, so you can see very clearly which one you're dealing with. Oh, that's great, too. Yeah, I guess. And it's the Shinobi is the ninja-looking guy. Yeah. It's only worth a hundred. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's well, the, yeah, that's the thing. There's kind of in the same vein when you get to the next stage and it's the ninja level, you now have like ninja versions of of a lot of, of all this shit, right? Um, yeah. So uh, on my playthrough here, I got to the uh, when I got to the general store woman, uh, I had 43k and thought for sure I was all set on buying the poster because I hadn't noticed that it was just twice as much yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so it was pretty soul crushing to see that the poster was 50 grand. Uh, you know, which is twice, like I said, twice the 25k that he's worth, uh, Devil Hawk. So yeah, I I had to 
do this fucker a second time. And I was, it is an intense, tough level, as you already mentioned. And that was very, very soul crushing. (laughs) Yeah. It's not like, it gets really busy sometimes. And and the enemy's attacks actually change too over time, as you might imagine. But, uh, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And this is the first stage where you start to get a lot of the guys entering the screen from the lower third, Mm -hmm. which is of course, because you can only shoot in a 45 degree radius in front of you. So you need to that. You have to, you really have to, and I learned it here basically uh, to, I kind of developed this like steady on its side figure eight motion uh, that I was using where I kind of, you know, you, you have to draw them up to the top of the screen at the top of the, the, the the two tops of the figure eight and then work your way around and back under them Mm -hmm. uh, for on the lower thresholds of the figure eight too you got to be like constantly be doing that to draw them up and then frag them to get through these uh areas where you have a lot of that shit because otherwise they'll just shoot you in the back of the head <laughs> <laughs> and that's not good for uh billy bob yeah not good for billy bob and your uh playthrough of this game uh the devil hawk music is really fucking good uh the boss music i thought uh and i thought just as far as playing him he was easier than Cutter, I could you kind of stay above. He has fireballs, as we mentioned, uh, and it was it's like a spread deal. Um, and I could kind of, I was able to kind of like stay just above his fireball, like where it um, initiates in front of him, you know, and kind of just swoop down right after he does it and shoot him uh, between fending off the other assholes. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, I did die a couple times on his ass, but I didn't like want to throw my controller or anything. <laughs> right. I died too on him. Uh, it wasn't, but like you said, it, and it's actually true. You can say this about the entire game. It never felt cheap. No. Yeah. Like he got me because he got me. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That's exactly the way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Eh, that was fucking okay. <laughs> You're good. Like yeah. Fair enough. All right. All right. All right. So that's Comanche Village, uh, and you get uh, you get your twenty five grand for for fragging him, and we're halfway through the game now, and the level four uh, takes you to Death Mountain, and my first instinct was thinking this was ripping off Legend of Zelda. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, but the arcade version came out in eighty five, and oh. Zelda was February of eighty six. So who's ripping off who? Who's ripping off who? Fuck you, right. Nintendo. <laughs> all, all of Zelda's empire is built on a lie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, unless and, and this is actually uh, the one caveat to this idea is unless the stage names were different slash not present. Uh, I know they changed the bosses, uh, like the porting it to Nintendo. Uh, is not it's not the exact same thing uh, even outside of just the story elements that were peppered in uh, they changed the order uh, and and eliminated some of the bosses there were more than six in yeah the... I think there was ten levels right and there was only six in this game right right so uh, perhaps the stage names were different I wasn't able to find uh, whether that was the case for the arcade version but um... which good call for them good call on their part moving it from ten to six because um, it's a good game but to do this ten times yeah. would have been a little exhausting. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was much less a conscious decision of that, and much more just about capacity, but a capacity limit, right? Uh, but either way, yeah, I think it worked out better. Yeah. Uh, oh, dude, how <laughs> think about how many quarters it would take to dump into a machine to go through ten of these fucking levels? That was exactly my thought. I was like, those ten levels made them so many quarters. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they got just tons of quarters. Yeah, I fucking lost my. That that was yeah. Oh man. 
Well, it Which, of course, been... is the point of an arcade game. But... Exactly, yeah. It wouldn't even have been my money. Uh... Right, it doesn't actually fucking matter. In but those quarters. Mad I Mike s- doesn't even care about those quarters. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still would have fucking, I think, been upset. Right. Um, it would uh, definitely be sapping your diversity funds. Right, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, it, it would have effect on your economy in the sense that you only have a finite number of quarters for your little visit to the arcade here. Right. Even if I have a hundred quarters, that's all well and good. But if I use eighty of them, killing ten of these goddamn bosses, like now I can only play Turtles in Time twenty times, and that pisses me off. Saying that out loud very much gives me a child cargo pant pocket uh, full of quarters memory. Right. <laughs> uh, we were, I think me and my buddies were just talking about that game last night. Like it got brought up in random discussion. We're like, yeah, man, Turtles in Time, fantastic arcade game. That's good. I, I uh, really that that uh, and. I, I loved the X Men for a multiplayer. Oh, that was really good too. Yeah. They had that at Country Skateland, right? Um, they might have. I can't remember. I feel like that's the only place I played arcade games. I never really got to go there that much, but I remember Turtles in Time there for sure. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I, they I had X Men. Shocked if they didn't have fucking Turtles. Turtles was such a popular game. Was yeah, really but that X Men was good too. Actually, really fucking that fighting yeah. game, right? Yep. Yeah, and it it was like it was like the it was the pre-animated series X-Men. It was like the uncanny X-Men from the late 80s. As far as like, like the, the, the yellow uh, Wolverine? No, yellow, yellow Wolverine was, was the cartoon. But yeah, it was the brown, brown like, one. Brown with the dark yellow on the head of the black things that stick up. Well, I guess black things were on both of them. But uh, yeah, it was like the browner, darker uh, right. costume, which is kind of my favorite X-Men phase. Because um, that that's the thing about X-Men. It changes a lot. Like they yeah. like the, the group changed so frequently, um, which is interesting. I mean, I, I guess you know they had to do shit to mix it up, but it was interesting how much X Men changed over the years. I thought as a kid, right? Because there, there were definitely phases where I was like, ah, fuck this group. <laughs> yeah, like that, that yellow, that yellow Wolverine. I always remember thinking like, nah, something's not right here. Like this is a little weird. Uh, I never had a problem with that one, I, uh, but uh, I, I, I preferred the brown one. It's, 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 for me, it's more about it's less. You know, the, I. I guess you know I did have I'm sure have feelings about the costumes too, but it was more just about the storylines and shit that were going on when okay. those costumes happened, and also yes, what the team, the, the makeup of the team at the time, like that that brown version of Wolverine had you know, had Storm with the mohawk and like it there was like there was shit going on. that was like the Phoenix era uh, where 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 Jean Grey died and came back as Phoenix. There was just a lot of cool shit going on, All right? Um, anyhow, that's that's a diversion and a half. Right, that's uh, my I blame myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so the wanted poster is for the ninja here, and it's kind of boring that it's just ninja, uh, yeah. not some sort of I don't know fucking name really. It's just like could have been anything really. They're, they're Japanese developers, like just give me any. Yeah. You could make something up, and I would believe you. <laughs> yeah, like, I who am I to say anything? I wouldn't question it at all. Uh, so his weapon is darts, and his bounty drops to twenty k. And we already mentioned that's interesting that it's not progressively increasing. Uh, and a lot of the old Native American, non-Native American enemies come back, but there's also some shuriken tossing ninjas, as you, as you also mentioned from that list. So, uh, a little bit of a reversion to the previous enemy set, um, with one new one. And it's in a mountain setting, uh, as the level name suggests, and there's like rocks falling and shit, uh, and you get the, the, the snipers are now in caves. And at this point, I had saved up quite a bit of dough. Uh, I had like over 80K, I think. So the 40K wanted poster was an easy purchase at first opportunity. I was not going to take my chances. <laughs> yeah, uh, and there is now a constant influx 
uh, of those basic punk enemies flowing up from the bottom edge of the screen. Yeah, like a lot. Yes, it is fucking constant. So uh, the looping tactic to lure them up uh, becomes more difficult, though, because of the mountains take off so much of your lateral movement range, you know? The yeah, it really does squish what's available to you down. Right. So, yeah, it makes that, that constant influx becomes a real fucking problem in this stage. Um, they do, uh, <laughs> this was like such a cunty thing that I wrote it down. Uh, they do a really cunty thing in that they take these three barrels uh, packed tightly in a row and it's <laughs> if you shoot it open, shoot all three of them open, it's cow skull, pow, cow skull. So, like, yeah. after you open them up, if you don't know to not open up the other two, uh, which is possible. If you know what's there, you can run up and get right on top of that one barrel and just open it, just that one. But if you don't know that, you're opening all three. And if, if you do that, then you have to, like, per because you're, 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 a barrel is the same width as your sprite. So if you are one pixel off in either direction, you're picking up that, that cow head, too. <laughs> right. You get, you get the pow. So that's, uh, that's very dirty uh, game design shit. It's like those Mega Man extra lives and places that are going to kill you kind of thing. <laughs> right, like you don't actually gain anything out of this, and fuck you. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Well, I mean, the POW is, is a different effect. I guess you do a little bit, uh, right? But if, if you need it. But the, the, the thing about a POW, that's why the, I guess the, the smart bomb is such a better implementation of that mechanic because, you know, it's like we talked about with Wizards and Warriors, like those clocks and stuff that stop time. It's like you get them randomly, you pick it up here, but there's no really, I mean, you can leave it on the screen that you're on, uh, until you think maybe things get a little better, but eventually it's going to scroll off. So you don't really, you can't, you definitely can't apply it when you ideally would like to in most cases. Right. Uh, so it's kind of a somewhat pointless pickup to to lose <laughs> your level on. But those the level things are very uh, present too. Uh, yeah, I, I mean you gain them back. Like they they happen enough on screen that like right. even if you hit a cow skull, like you're gonna get it back. Yeah, uh, it's just, it is just a little bit of a brief. What the fuck? I mean, once again, that's another example of a good game design in that part where it wasn't so punitive. Yeah. That it annoyed me. Like, it happened. Like, it, it would happen and it'd be like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. and like I said, I didn't even know that it was happening, but like, again, that's just it. Like, it would happen to me and it wasn't like ruining my game experience. Yep. Yeah. So that's, that's good. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that, that could be said too. Yeah. Just the, the levels, other than the, the bullet range, um, it is it is a very noticeable difference when you first start to when you get whether I don't know if it's the first level up or the second or third where you get the 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 full range the the longer range of your bullets but it is a very noticeable jump in that case but as far as like your speed goes with the boots like I don't know if I really saw much of a difference to be honest with you um, I'm sure there is one but it wasn't dramatic or anything right you could honestly probably play the game without getting any of the the bonuses like right. it'd certainly be harder but like you could yeah have to do it. and also it would be it would be tough to even accomplish because of how you're always picking shit up yeah they're always around but right uh, yeah i get i guess we, we haven't we're in level four we should mention too the, the other thing the other pickup we haven't mentioned uh well, there's these pinwheel things one of which i think the blue one gives you invincibility and the red one gives you an extra life so oh. that's we, we pretty much touched on all the pickups uh, in that case, which is why they're all pretty simple and straightforward, and we didn't do a breakdown in this episode because that would have been boring. <laughs> <laughs> it would have taken about two minutes and yeah, yeah. a long time ago. Yep. I wonder if we'll ever find another game where we think there's one worth doing. Right. I can't even remember what it's like to do one. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, the, the Wizards and Warriors one made sense. There was enough like weird shit to pick up in that game that was worth right. talking about. You know, um, this one was they were so straightforward though. Anyhow, the ninja is a biatch. <laughs> uh, no wonder the bounty dropped. <laughs> <laughs> he was super fucking easy. Like he he materializes randomly around the screen and throws his dart and then disappears again. Um, there's assholes running around too, as usual. Uh, I did die once, but it, it was probably the one time in the whole gameplay where I was like, oh, that was fucking bullshit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but only one isolated instance of that is pretty fucking good for a shooter, I think. Yeah. Uh, so it's still not uh, any anything worth talking shit about. But yeah, he was pretty easy. Did you have any trouble with him at all, the, the ninja? Uh, no, not that I remember. Um, I, I remember I managed the, le- the level was certainly more difficult than he was. Yeah, for sure. For um, sure. So, yeah, no. Yep, yep, yep. So... Uh, the fifth level next up is the Cheyenne River, and your wanted outlaw here is Fat Man Joe, who rocks a bomb gun and warrants a 20k payday. And he looks like he drinks a lot of Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought to myself when I saw him. I, no, I didn't. This is where I fell short. I didn't see him. I'll, I'm looking on my uh, website here. That's a Red Bull guy, huh? Yeah, well, I just, I just in the sense that he looks so amped up. <laughs> I, yeah, and maybe I just didn't, since I didn't see him in the proper context, I'm not getting it, but uh, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, he, he's a Red Bull guy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the level is without a doubt the prettiest and most colorful of them. Uh, there's lots of trees and bridges and shit spanning uh, these like, these river instances. Uh, so yeah, it looks cool. It looks, it looks beautiful. Um, I didn't realize until after buying the wanted poster that it was even possible to get in the water which when it finally happened to me i was kind of like what god damn it because <laughs> like right because like in the same way that we talked about uh the, the death mountain shit like when you first look at it and think you can't i thought i couldn't get into the uh the water uh there's like it it restricted your movement it made it much more difficult than if i'd have known i could have got into the water and once i was able to this level became much easier uh because you do have of course level five now there is like a progressive uh increase of just how much the guys are fucking hitting you you know right. <laughs> uh so fucking um it would have been nice to know that it would have been a lot easier had i known it from the beginning but uh I bought the fucking wanted poster and then found it right afterwards at the end, just before the boss. Cockroaches. So that pissed me off. But other than that, there wasn't a lot to say. The enemies are, you know, kind of things you've already seen. Uh, There are a lot of them, but it's just kind of like a progressive increase of how much you have to deal with that. And then you get your ass to Fat Man. And he was pretty stressful, but I did beat his ass on the first try. I didn't. uh, I was I was impressed that I did so. And, and how difficult it was, but I did not die in doing it. Um, he kind of like he jumps around a lot and he shoots these bombs at you, uh, and you're pretty fucking inundated with dudes from the lower edges of the screen while that's happening. Okay. Uh, and yeah, like my, <laughs> I didn't write down the like, forearms almost gave out from the intense button jamming, but I mm. persevered because I'm a fucking soldier, Jeb. Oh, <laughs> God. Is that a Kellen Winslow reference right there? <laughs> That's incredible that you were able to call that. That's oh, dude, that that reference looms large in my life. I guess all in, the time in Cleveland for sure. Yeah. Um, a, the real quick breakdown on that. He had that little rant where he said, "I'm a fucking soldier," and Wait, the media and he, the fucking what's that? I think he's in an elevator is where the, it's recorded. He's like, yeah, he's doing an elevator if I recall correctly, or about was, to get in. 
elevator or something. It was weird, and like it, he went he went off, and, but like this was during the very beginning of the Iraq War, and we were already in Afghanistan for a little while, and all the football talking heads got on him with this like bullshit contrived patriotism where they were like oh don't disrespect our troops by saying shit like that and i was fucking furious at the time (laughs) about it right now because almost every reference in football is some sort of war reference and these same people who criticized him for saying like yeah exactly it's on the grid Oh, this guy's great in the trenches. Yeah. Like, motherfucker, yeah. do you know what World War One was? So Kellen Winslow can't say he's a soldier, but you can say things like artillery or drops a bomb or goes in the fucking trenches. And you say that shit right after you criticize him. Like, it was just fake patriotism bullshit. Yeah. And Kellen Winslow got picked well, it, on there, and that was ex- not fair to him. Extremism and reactionism, man. I, it's, uh, yeah, something I... I'm right now. I'm actually writing a thing with my buddy Shawnee right now that is all about it. Basically, it's a, it's a whole TV show on the, uh, mostly focused on extremism and like the overreaction um, climate of press of modern press, you know. And that's it. Certainly carries over into sports as well. For no 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 question. Right. I, I if you want and to it's be mad infuriating. At Win- it's infuriating. <laughs> it absolutely is infuriating because if you want to be mad at Kellen Winslow in 2004 for saying he's a soldier. And being disrespectful to the military, that's fine. You can do that, but you just have to apply it consistently. Yeah. Therefore, you cannot say the quarterback is the field general of the team. Yeah. So fuck you. Oh, and a blitz from uh, defense. Yeah, that's all World War II German blitzkrieg <laughs> tactics. So <laughs> fucking these guys suck, and they are being fake patriots to get fucking points on TV in front of people, and they were picking yeah. on someone to do it, and I don't like that. So it, yeah. then, what's funny is I stuck up for Kellen Winslow, and it turns out he's the bad guy because he got like high on some drugs and shit and broke into some woman's house and raped her a few years well, he's, ago. He's, so, definitely, he's definitely a shithead, yeah. He's a shithead, but in that situation, he wasn't, and he should yeah. have been treated. Well, he's not, he's not a shithead for the reason that they were criticizing him. He's still he a shithead. He was probably always a shithead. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's my t- rant there. Um, <laughs> okay. my, my buddy Tim Carlson, if he happens to be listening, um, he'll appreciate that. <laughs> uh, that's good. At least we're pleasing one human being. Right. Anyways, we're, this is not the Callum Winslow uh, podcast. <laughs> but I would like to start one. <laughs> uh, let's do it. I'll do it. I, I, yeah. All right. I want to do it. So, Kellen Winslow behind us, uh, we get Behind into... you, maybe, not me. <laughs> I'll never forget what they did to him. Uh, we get, to get into level six, which is the last level, Fort Wingate. And our wanted poster here is Wingate. Uh, or the Wind Gates, rather, rocking a classic machine gun, and they pay out 30k on delivery of their uh, lifeless cadavers. So uh, this level is hectic as fuck, as you would anticipate and hope the last stage to be, I guess. Uh, the dudes in the red vest with the spread shot are like really tough SOBs, man. Um, so did you say you bail? You 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 did you bail out at some point prior to this? Yeah, I I played just a little bit of stage five. And uh, I think I was, like, over at a buddy's house, and we were, like, doing this, like, we were hanging out over there, we were doing something else, and I was, like, jumping away to play for a few seconds, a few minutes here and there, and, like, I think I got smoked from behind or something, and I was, like, fuck this. Because I also felt like I had already played, like, I knew what stage six was going to be at this point. You know, it, it was like I was talking about with... um 
you know, there being 10 levels instead of six, it was like, I get it. Like, let me just get to the end now. So I didn't feel like I missed much. I mean, it's, yeah, it'd be hard to argue that you will be, uh, like some mind blowing new discovery to play late stage six. But I, I do feel that it was certainly, it was certainly a next, it was the next step for the difficulty of it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, getting through the sixth stage was no small task. So. <laughs> uh, it is, it, it, the actual layout of it is it's a depressing ass fort. Uh, there's headstones all over the place, <laughs> which is not the best way to keep morale up uh, at a military installation, I don't think. <laughs> well, Wingate's uh, allegedly, uh, don't they seem to be outlaws of some sort? Yeah, for sure. Uh, but So they're probably not at this military installation you know, legally, legitimately, sure. Uh, but even if, even if you want to say that maybe they, okay, say they, them and their outlaw bandit uh, tribe here rolled in and just exterminated all the soldiers that were uh, uh, manning this post, uh, and then buried them as like some sort of sadistic celebration of their victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I think it's, I just, even with uh, a band of outlaws, I just don't think it's a great idea just to be living amongst a bunch of fucking, I mean, it's covered, dude. There's graves everywhere. <laughs> Gore, right. Yeah. Well, that, that's why a... you're not in the Wingate's crew. You're not a badass <laughs> enough. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. They probably that's hollered right. at uh, Kellen Winslow, though. They probably wanted him for the operation. They might. They, he's a fucking soldier. So he's they could a fucking soldier, him. so why wouldn't you want him? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, I guess it's pretty safe to say that I do have philosophical differences from the Wingates and all their henchmen. It's pretty, pretty um, reasonable assumption. It's not how you would run your criminal enterprise. No, no, no. Um, nor could I assimilate into theirs, I don't think. Anyhow, a, a really nice uh, forgiving thing this game does uh, is when you get b- caught behind an obstacle. This is the first time I noticed it. You get caught behind an obstacle by the auto scrolling. It just bumps you to safety instead. Oh, of- I never. Uh, I avoided that like the plague, and it never happened to me. Yeah, it it just bumps you out, which is you know. I thought for sure that, it would kill you. Yeah, you, you would think, and I I think I even read somewhere. I don't know if it was in the instruction booklet or maybe when I was looking up the synopsis. Uh, that it did kill you, but when it happened to me in the game, it would just bump me out. Uh, which I mean, I very much like. I literally think I said out loud, "Thank you, Capcom," because <laughs> <laughs> actually, thank you. That like, yeah, exactly. I get it. Why maybe that should be penalized, but man, what a pain in the ass. Yeah, fuck off. Especially in a hard ass stage like the sixth stage is when I really when it happened to me. Like if I'd have died because of that, I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, now really fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I had so much dough built up. I was over 100k here, uh, so I was very much just kind of like I was not thinking about the overlong, long-term well-being of my bounty hunting business at this time. I was just worried about the task at hand. So I splurged heavily uh, here and bought a horse along with the wanted poster on my first pass. Okay. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean that that kind of is an instance. Well, of... you definitely have to ride a horse up to the last bad guy. Like I didn't, if we're talking about I didn't like think a of the plot sim- element. Yeah, I didn't even think of the the symbolism of that. That that was that would have been good. Yeah, um, I mean, if you're so writing the story, you got to be on horseback. Right. Um, I unfortunately did not get the fucking horse all the way to the boss, but I did buy it. <laughs> Rest in peace, poor horse. Yes, yeah, it's a nice it's a nice thought, uh, and it is an instance of um, how good it is to have a responsible savings plan in place kids uh right. that i had that that money in, in in my coffers to 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 use to splurge with here save your uh, money yep 
Uh, and it, it did still, it, it still made me like, I thought it seemed, I mean, I bought the wanted poster the first instance I had the opportunity and it still made me do a second pass of the level, which did not make any sense to me in my understanding of how this fucking game works. Um, so right. that was a little frustrating, but whatever I dealt with it. It, it had to be like a last level thing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I guess, but that's, that's why I didn't have my horse though. I was getting your horse all the way through a <laughs> whole run of that level. Very tough. But the uh, horse played the part, you know, it got you there. It took three hits that it did. you otherwise would have taken yourself. So for sure, for sure. And I, I, I definitely did. I did a little bit of safe state in this stage. I would say probably two or three instances too, cause it was fucking hard. Um, and you have a life after all. Yeah. Uh, so the wind gates, uh, these pricks, man, there's two of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that did not, it did not occur to me that that would be the way it was. So the first time I fragged the green one, uh, and then the blue one walked out, I had a pretty good, like, what the fuck? Oh, shit. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, like, you know, I was definitely ecstatic, thought I had done it, and I was recording it, of course, too, and, uh, fuck it, I was definitely like, fuck, man. Uh, Which, like, also, as far as the story goes, like... Yeah, that'd definitely be a good story element where you kill one. It's like, oh, you forgot about his badass brother or dad. Like, this is the thing that happens in stories all the time. Yep, yep, yep. So you gotta do it twice. Again, hats off Capcom. Hats off Capcom to some story building. Uh, they don't do anything as far as the mechanic of them. They don't do anything wildly unseen prior to, but they do jump around a lot and fire a pretty good radius of bullet spray. So it's tough, um, and they. They lay down a uh, continuous fire like that can pin you against the because the whole you know as we've already kind of touched on the the whole flow of this thing because you you have it here too the enemies are coming from the lower third of the screen a lot so ideally you would like to be doing kind of uh, some sort of move if it's not the figure eight like I said I use like whatever it is something to draw them up get below them shoot them uh, and then you're also of course dealing with this fucking guy jumping around shooting a spread a spread gun uh, in front of you mm -hmm. but he does this thing because he kind of like it, it does a good job of tracking your movement uh, as opposed to just randomly bopping around the screen like some games could could do here so he lays down this fire that can kind of pin you up against the edge of the screen if you're not really dutiful about crossing back over in the minute windows that he gives you uh, be between shooting. Um, and that, I mean, it, it pretty much, because of the guys coming onto the screen from the edge, yeah, you're fucked, basically. If you're not careful about constantly working your way back out away as he's coming towards you, uh, he'll frag your ass fucking. So you got to keep moving even when it's uncomfortable. Yep. Well, keep moving yeah. and stay center mass, basically. You know, if you get to, if you basically, if you get into the outer thirds of the screen, um, or it, it, too far into the outer thirds of the screen, you're fucked. You know, he'll pin right. you because he lays down. It's, it's continuous enough, his fire or their fire, uh, that you can, yeah, it, it'll definitely pin you against the edge. And then you're okay. just wait, waiting for someone to walk on top of you and fucking kill you, basically. Right. So it took me uh, a nice sweet spot of attempts. I would say to take these fuckers out, uh, maybe eight times, you know, okay. uh, is what I'm guessing, which is a really, I think appropriate Tendo challenge factor for sure. a game like this on the final boss. Um, and, uh, as far as the actual, you know, and I have the, 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 the video, of course, my victory run is, uh, I recorded it and posted it on YouTube. So that's, that'll be available in the show notes. But, uh, I ran out of machine gun bullets right before dealing the second prick, the death blow. And like when you run out of bullets in this game, <laughs> like when when you run out of premium bullets on a gun, I mean, uh, it has this. It does just switch you back to the other gun, but it has a moment that kind of I viewed it narratively as like 
he has to reload, <laughs> you know, or sw- take out, put the gun away and take a new gun out. Uh, so there's like a break in your fire, you know. Um, that's right, like, and you're pushing the button, and like, you know, in the story, he'd be like fucking pulling the trigger, like, what the fuck? Exactly. And nothing. Uh, yeah, and that definitely happened to me, and and I had a little mini heart attack because I was, you know, right before dealing the second prick, the death blow. Like, it's like uh, you know, right before he's about of to die. Of course, right now. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, it was very, it was funny that it, it happened that way. Uh, but it was a nice touch. Uh, you can kind of hear my freak out about that in the play video, which, which is fun. I'm like, you get, it records my microphone when I'm playing. Right. Uh, you can go, ah, man. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Uh, which is fun. Uh, and they award you, so you, once you do kill them, they award you the 30K, which seemed kind of frivolous, uh, given the game is over. Um, again, not knowing that I would be doing uh, a serious breakdown of, of the business <laughs> uh, income and expenses later on. But just as far as the game goes, it's like, you know, I guess it's just a score for your, for your high score in quotations. Uh, otherwise, what's the point of awarding the 30K? Yep. Uh, um, so once you beat this fucking thing, uh, the developers do do you the kindness of putting in a pretty hot victory cinematic sequence. Uh, so again, a little hats off to Capcom for taking the time and effort to do that. Uh, they even tack on like really nice bookends to the story, um, in that the they 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 cite the sunset. Uh, that it, it's a con like the, the story they tell you uh that the sunset is a constant reminder of the one brave gunman which billy bob basically uh so it like calls back to that opening image in okay. the play out of the story in, in the end cinematic which is cool yeah. uh and if you think that someone hired real writers to at least consult on this puppy if not be involved in the actual writing you know yeah uh, i was gonna say it sounds like they you like they were able to use the, the limited amount of time and resources they had to actually set up and tell and resolve a pretty good story. Exactly. And that's so much about, you know, like it's, that's story writing 101, like opening and closing images, having some sort of connectivity, you know, and, and right. demonstrating the arc of the character, uh, or rather demonstrating the arc that the character just went through, uh, in the story itself, you know, um, uh, is, is good storytelling, good writing. Yeah. Um, you can get everything right, though. Uh, you do get uh, a translation gaffe here. Mm. People in Hicksville still remembers on our one brave gunman is, is actually what the uh, passage is. And that screenshot is the one that broke the NES subreddit again. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that'll be in the, in the show notes. Uh, and then they fucking, after that plays out, they just restart the game. Sigh. <laughs> Man, like, I know there probably wasn't a lot of ways to do it, and we've talked about how these magazines that we review and just the, this whole, like, video game industry was very new. So, like, they didn't have a lot to go on from before, you know? Like, they just didn't, like, how do you end a game if you've never even made a game? Right. So I know why they ended up just, like, giving you a game over when you beat the game or just, like, sent you back to the title menu. But, like, well, see, it does take like, some fucking they, wind they out of your sails. You, they don't send you the title screen. It like, just starts completely It over. just restarts the game. Like, that's I, almost me, worse. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, just take me to the title screen, please. I'll let you know if I want to do this shit again. <laughs> you know, I'll like, get started. Imagine the fucking again. psychopath, like, that's burning <laughs> ants with the fucking magnifying glass as a child that played the game again from that point. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, who like, the fuck? Like, fuck it, yeah, all right, I'm playing again. Here yeah. we go, Hicksville. Like, um, I wonder, and I, yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even 
get to an enemy spawning onto the screen to know what <laughs> it was it was any more difficult or not but right. um i i wonder if it was harder the second time around because i can't imagine up in the ante on the later stages uh and, and actually enjoying it <laughs> then it would get into like ghosts and goblins territory yep. where you're just like okay just get inundated and just no solution uh right. inside. yeah so yeah, that was fucking Gunsmoke for the NES. All y'all take this down. I'm pissed, man. We don't care about nobody except this you. We don't. If I didn't hurt him, he'd hurt me. They're gunning for my legs. I'm gonna come right back at him. Soldier. That was Kellen Winslow's 2003 post-game rant, where he informed us that he is in fact a fucking soldier, bringing us into the final segment uh, of this show. So, King Lork's blessing. Our verdict. Um, yeah, our verdict. Baby. How do you feel about it, Jeb? Um, I think it was a really good game that didn't feel cheap, uh, controlled well, made sense, and was certainly playable. Uh, you know, as you know, it's kind of my thing to say that a lot of games for Nintendo and these early systems actually weren't even playable. So it is <laughs> worth mentioning that this game is playable. Um, and it's, it's a good game. I just, I feel like I got everything out of it except for the satisfaction of actually beating it, um, at, at the level I made it to. So yeah, it's, it's yeah, a good you game. You were so close. When are you going to do that, Jeff? It's such a satisfying thing. I can't, I said I was going to finish Ghosts and Goblins and I never did. So it's not looking good for me. <laughs> well, that, that makes sense. Uh, that game is not playable. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. Well, in the meantime, I, I have to like set up my vacation home in subnautica i mean it's just it's not easy There's to find so the much, time for this so, so, many, so much responsibility right uh, it must be exhausting it sounds exhausting it's not uh, easy you see when you play it yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah uh this yeah i concur this is a really solid game man uh i cannot think of an arcade port out yet uh meaning in the timeline of this uh, of our little thing here uh that is this fun and responsibly challenging you know, uh, Nintendo's preference uh, to have something additional added to a port, uh, in this case, the cinematic storyline really paid off for the title, uh, assuming that was what catalyzed that decision. Uh, the difficulty is a steady but gradual build. The wind gates are, without a doubt, the most challenging and satisfying boss battle to overcome, and that's how it should be in a game, you know, right. uh, the final boss. Like you said, controls are good. I could see the deaths coming, which meant I earned them. You know, yeah. uh, that's a hell of an accomplishment at this stage <laughs> uh, of the timeline, too. You know, ever uh, so often you die, and you're like, I don't even really understand how that happened. Yeah, like uh, how do I prevent that in the future? I have no idea. Right, and in this case, every time I died, I saw like, and that's funny. Like, oftentimes. I would die backpedaling from a bullet I see coming at me, and I just right could, like you could just not quite outrun it. Yeah, and I and so frequently that happened to me, and that's you know, uh, that's uh, as visual as you can get of seeing your death coming. It <laughs> it's really, like yeah, yeah, like knowing I got to react like, to this please, thing, please and no. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to, and then yet you don't get out of there, right? Uh, which is is is. That's, as good as you can do it on a Nintendo screen. Precisely, yeah. I mean, really, if you want to get realistic, you shouldn't see a bullet coming at all, but you should see the guy about to shoot you. In this case, you are literally running from the pixel. Uh, but it's, it's, it's well done, I think, and not, not in a bad way. Um, so, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I think this, without a doubt, gets my blessing. Uh, I'm so glad we did this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I, I've, I've always kind of thought I had missed out on it, and I was right, you know? Yeah, I didn't say it officially, but, uh, yeah, it definitely gets my blessing. Uh, this game is good. 
I like uh, it. It's just like a, a good game by like even modern standards. Like anybody, if you've never played Nintendo, you could pick this game up and like there will be a learning curve since you've never played Nintendo, but you'll enjoy it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, I I put it on my list a while back when we saw it for a MAGA and did not play it. Uh, and I'm not taking it off my list, even though I've beaten it now. So it's still uh-huh. a game, even after having beaten it, that I think I could pick up and just fuck around with and enjoy myself for a few minutes, uh, even after having run the full uh, gamut of gameplay that it offers. You know what I mean? And that uh, the replayability is also uh, a very um, notable accomplishment uh, that, you know, many games you like, you know, like so we said, we'll n- never fucking play Ghosts and Goblins ever again. <laughs> Not gonna happen. But like, I mean, like for this, you you could like, you know, if you're so interested in these things, like, you could go through and try to find each uh, wanted poster for sure without paying for it and shit like that. You know? Yeah, I mean, the more yeah, there's the the horses and stuff. I mean, and like, I feel like other people will play like people will do things like playthroughs or uh, speed runs in video games that like. They're like, okay, I'm not going to upgrade my weapons or whatever. Right. But like, I feel like this game, you could do that kind of stuff, and it would actually still work and be fun. Yep. Yeah. You know, like you wouldn't be taking something away from yourself. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So, so yeah, I liked the game. I thought, I thought it was great. Yep. Double whammo. King Lurk's blessing from from both of us. Great. Both of us. Have we ever disagreed yet? Um. Can't remember. I don't think so. The, I feel like there might have been one where we. It's possible. What was the second one? Wizards and Warriors? No, we both get. Yeah, no, I think we've agreed every time. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. And Zillion was a no. Yep. And uh, yeah, Ghosts and Goblins was a no. Yeah. Uh, and this is our fifth one. Yeah, this is episode ten. So. Okay. Five for five on on, on yep. fucking agreeing. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait to I can't wait to hear the one that we do or find the one that we do disagree on. That'll be right. Our, <laughs> that'll be different because it because it, it yeah i mean you know there's a it, it is kind of these games are so straightforward you know like there's it's 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 either good or it's not it's really yeah hard. it's kinda, like if you know what you're talking about not to say that i necessarily do but like i kind of know some things it it's just it's either got it or it doesn't exactly yeah it would be really hard to find enough nuance uh for so their, the one game that i wanted to play that rpg that i was going to shove down your throat we actually might disagree on that one yeah it could be years before we get to it, honestly, if ever, but <laughs> I don't know that it was covered in a book, in a magazine necessarily, but um, if, if, it, if, it, if it doesn't even get fucking peppered into a, like a classified information. It has to. Yeah, there's, there's no just, fucking way. Every game gets touched on at some point in these fuckers. Uh, maybe you could even, if, in a worst case scenario, maybe you could hunt it down in like uh, like one of the ads. GamePro, I think, had them. Nintendo Power and Sega Visions probably didn't have much of this, but I bet GamePro did. Those little ads in the back that are like the the, the places, the, the game stores selling their selling their wares. All you have to do right. is find it even mentioned there. <laughs> and and it would, then it, it counts. Would, it would qualify, yeah. So yeah, keep yep. your eyes peeled <laughs> if you think I it's definitely, significant. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, it's definitely on my radar. It, it'll be seen. Don't worry. <laughs> Word. All right, so that wraps up this chapter, Gunsmoke, of the Imperial Scrolls of Honor podcast. And um, next up, we will be doing, we go back, we volley back over to Sega for Sega Challenge issues four and five. And that will be a couple weeks out from now. And we, in the meantime, 
please do subscribe to the pod on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Android, TuneIn, Podbean, uh, and rate and review. Leave positive shit uh, wherever you do listen to it. If you could, please follow the pod on Facebook. You can email us at isohpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, the gameplay video shit that I record is up on youtube.com forward slash Josh Follin. Links in the show notes, of course, for all the shit. But uh, there's also the Discord still rocking if anyone wants to get on there and banter with me about this dumb shit we're doing. Jab, what are your socials? I don't have any. I never will. And my socials are Twitter is at Josh Follin, and Instagram is at my shift key is broke. And lastly, Ask for Jane is still playing in theaters in various places in the country if you uh, want to watch a movie about women's reproductive rights and how important it is in today's society. Uh, it might be in a town near you. Just look it up on AskForJane.com. Other than that, uh, I'll talk to you in a couple weeks. See you. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>